Welcome to Texas Businesses on the Rise. I'm Tatiana Chamorro, owner at Hyde Digital Dallas and VP of Hyde Creative. We interview business owners and their journey, dive into the do's, don'ts, and overall experience. We want to empower others by sharing experiences so we get raw and real on what it means to be a business owner. Stick around to the end of the podcast. We'll share great insights and reveal how you can be the next one interviewed. Let's do it. everyone and thank you so much for tuning in to Texas Businesses on the Rise. I am your host Genesis Amaris Kemp and today we are talking with Sherry Facetti. I love that <laughs> that last name. <laughs> Welcome Sherry. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, at, you, <laughs> uh, now that we got <laughs> the little behind the scenes things we're ready to jump right in. So yep. Can you tell the listeners the name of your business and what prompted you to start your business? My uh, business name is We're Boss, and I um, I came up with the name sitting in the car with my kids who happen to be adults, and I said, "Man, I want my company." to be named like a boss, right? Because that was the thing um, five years ago, it was like, like a boss, but I couldn't get the domain. I couldn't. So we started talking and because I have an HR certification, boss, I thought was kind of appropriate. So then um, talking with the kids, I thought, you know what? Why don't we name it we're boss? Because we are a team and it doesn't need to be I'm boss. It needs to be we're boss. So that's how I came up with my name, We're Boss. Um, and then we, uh, so we service, we provide uh, background support to Texas um, law firms, solos and small law firms. I like that too, because I like how you transition from I'm a boss to we're a boss because you're doing it collectively and it shows the collaboration and that your business is really not just solely you, but it's all right. the other people that come together to make up right. this amazing company. And you, That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so I like that. And then how you. did you, like, I guess what led you to like getting to the point where you're sitting in your car and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to come up with this business. Like what like spiraled in your head that said, you know what, I'm going to be that businesswoman and I'm going to start my business. Oh girl, <laughs> I can take you way back on that, <laughs> but I won't. So I started my career as a legal so uh, a legal secretary for a solo practitioner in a little bitty town called Lockhart, Texas. And um, from there I grew and, and I grew, I worked at, uh, I moved up into more medium-sized law firms mm -hmm. and um, then I had opportunities to work at large law firms and um, did that. And, you know, through those years, gaining that experience as a legal secretary and working my way up as a paralegal um, and having exposure to different firms, I, I always felt like there was a need there that, um, you know, I could, because I was 
within the firm, I could see what was missing and what firms needed. So I wanted to kind of transition out of being a secretary and paralegal and get into HR. And, and once I realized I wanted to get more into admin, I kind of started working towards that goal. Um, I would, while I was raising my children, I went to school. I did, you know, three hours a semester here and there until I had gained just about enough credits to earn my associate degree. And so um, at the very end, I think I had college algebra left to take. So I was terrified of that. So I put it off till the very end. And um, then uh, my daughter said, mom, go ahead and just apply to the University of Houston. So I did and um, applied for the University of Houston, Bauer, um, and was accepted and was invited to apply for a scholarship. So I did. So, um, and trust me, all of this is getting somewhere. So I did apply for the scholarship. I won the scholarship and I was able to get my bachelor's degree and I got it in business because I knew all along, you know, all of the positions that I had as a legal recruiter, working in international HR, I knew my home would be working more on the managerial side of the law firms. So got into school and uh, graduated December 2015 when I was 50 years old, earned my BBA then. And then I thought, you know, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do? And I had the opportunity to start my own company. So that's what I did. I started Weir Boss my, my final semesters in uh, our final semester at uh, U of H and I uh, ran into one of the attorneys I used to work with at one of the firms. And she said, we really need somebody to help us with billing. And I said, you know what? I just started my firm and I've been looking for my first client. How would you like to be that client? And she said, I'd love to. They're still my client today. So, you know, um, that's how I, I, I did it. You know, it was years and years and years and years of work, years of networking, years of talking to people, years of experience that finally it's just something in my head said, this is what you need to do, Sherry, because nobody else does exactly what it is you can do. So that's how I started my company. I love that, Sherry. And as you were speaking, I totally got goosebumps because your story sounds similar to mine, even though we're in two different demographics. Um, I could relate to what you were saying because I have a background in oil and gas. I've worked in oil and gas for 12 years, um, went to U of H too. So go Coos. <laughs> I graduated in uh, December of 2016 from the College of Technology. So I have my degree in supply chain and logistics technology. Good and you. <laughs> like yeah. you, I started from the bottom up too. I started as an administrative assistant. Then I just worked my way up the corporate ladder. And then just recently after losing my dad four months ago, I got laid off from this Fortune 500 company. So I was like, you know what? Uh, there's skills that I have that I learned from all yeah. the 12 years that I was in oil and gas as a whole and 15 years in corporate America. So it's time to pivot. So I just love how you gave the back end of your story and you built up 
to how your business became in fruition. And you knew, Sherry, that there was something inside of you that was telling you, I could do this. There's more, there's more than, you know, me just being a legal secretary, working my way up to a paralegal, working my way up to this. And now you are that boss lady who is now partnering with other people who need what you have to offer. So I love it. And I just want to encourage the listeners, don't despise small beginnings because you never know how the work that you're doing now is planting a seed for the harvest that you're going to reap later on in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if at any point along that very difficult road at times, you know, going to school at night, working full time during the day, if at any point I had become um, so deflated, I guess, um, and had given up, I wouldn't be where I am today. So. I, I strongly encourage anyone just just go for it and just it's sometimes it's baby steps sometimes it's huge leaps but if you just keep moving forward you will get there I have a saying that I've taught my daughter and I think I even posted it on LinkedIn <laughs> or something at one point but it is no one can take away that which you give yourself mm-hmm. and through that I mean, I went and got my PHR certification before I had my bachelor degree. Then I had the opportunity to get my bachelor degree. Then I went to the University of Texas and I earned a certificate in law office management. That's mine, girl. That's mine to have forever. And nobody can take that away. And through all of that, it helped build my confidence. It helped me believe more in me that I can achieve things if I set goals. And so I want, I want to encourage anybody out there that's listening, whether it's a a solo practitioner or an owner of a small firm, or just a woman who wants to start her own firm, believe in yourself and have confidence and just wake up every day and say, I can do it today. And, you know, when I used to make cold calls, I would make, I made a commitment to make cold calls. This is when I was a recruiter, do it for uh, 50 cold calls every day. And it was difficult. It was difficult because I had so many, you know what, thank you, but we're not interested. And, and sometimes it would be a day or two that it would be like that. But then on that next day, I'd get that order. I'd get that. Yes. You know what? We need a secretary. We, and if I hadn't had committed to myself to those 50 calls, and if I hadn't stayed on top of it, that second or third day, I never would have reached that 75th call that got me that order. So it's just, yeah, you know, so just keep moving forward every day. It's so, so, so easy to get discouraged, but just when you get those wins and you start seeing, when you look back and you see, I had some wins along the way, it starts to just make sense that if I keep moving forward, it will happen. And it, and it just, it does, you know, so I'm so grateful for my career and where it has led me, but it's been a lot of hard work along the way and a lot of good networking and a lot of, a lot of people that have supported me. So And I love that. And then for the listeners who may just be tuning in, I want to ask two questions. What's your grit? 
And why are you resilient? And if not, know what your grit is and get that resilience and keep on going because Sherry is giving us gems on how she does what she does and how she went from, you know, a legal secretary all the way up to we're a boss. And it wasn't easy, but she kept on going despite the challenges that she faced. And sometimes in life, we have to make sacrifices in order to achieve what our end goal results and desires are. So that brings me to the next question, Sherry. (laughs) This is just amazing. Um, (laughs) So what were some of your struggles that you faced early on? If you could give us two of those struggles and how did you overcome them? Was it your mindset? Was it your perspective? Or was it something totally different? (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, coming into We're Boss, I had already at that point had so much experience behind me that, you know, I knew, I knew that if I just kept pushing myself every day, I would achieve something along the way. So that doesn't mean that I don't still have days where I just feel like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to be able to get this to work the way I want it to? And then the next morning I wake up and I say, yes, I'm going to get it to work the way I want it to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that yesterday didn't go exactly the way I had hoped it to. I had hoped it would, but that just means I have something else I need to accomplish today. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, um, and so, you know, I already kind of had that in my background, the things that I struggle with, and this is a big part of what my business model is, is, you know, being a a new owner and a small business, I don't have just a ton of money to go out and hire people to come up and set up my IT or to get the right internet that I need or to order my office supplies or, uh, you know, schedule appointments for me or to do my filing. I don't, I don't have any, I have to do, I do my own QuickBooks that will be moving over soon because I am getting enough business now that thank goodness I can pass that along. But, you know, when you first start your business, you're kind of a one man show and you have to do everything. And that is very, very, very hard. Now, would I have been comfortable passing on some of these things in the beginning? Certainly. I just didn't have the network at that point. So for me, that was the struggle. I didn't have the network that I really needed. For me, when I work with people, and part of what I kind of, my message that I want to get out is I want to network with other businesses that can help my law firms as well. I don't know IT. When a, when a solo or a small firm comes to me and says, hey, we need help getting our computers set up. Okay, here's a phone number to one of my vendors. I love them. They can get you set up, call them. And then that's all they have to do. I don't, I don't want any of my clients or potential clients to have to worry about the things that I've had to worry about. That is what I feel like part of my job and my company is, is, is building that network. So when someone calls me, they have access to that, to just take that off your hands because it's a struggle. And that alone can be discouraging. That alone can make you feel like there's just no way I can ever make this happen. It's just too much. And 
for attorneys who bill their time, that's very, very expensive, right? When they're having to spend an hour and a half on the phone with, you know, their internet provider because their internet's down or because they need a new phone service or because they need a new copier or call us and we'll handle it. We'll get you a copier in your office. Well, so that's a big part of my business. I know what it's like to have to start and I know the struggles and I want to take that off of new law firms, solos, smalls. I want to take that off of their hands. I want to help them with that. I want to help them be able to spend their time billing and earning money as opposed to having to worry about fixing problems in the back office, you know? Yeah. So um, that's a struggle that, you know, I've had to overcome. The other is just, you know, COVID has really been tough. Mm -hmm. I, I am the type of person I love to get out and meet people face to face. So for me, I'm getting used to zoom and it's becoming a lot more fun, but initially it was very difficult for me because I'm just a one-on-one talk to you kind of person. And let me tell you what I can offer you. What do you need? What can I do to help you? And that's harder through zoom than it is in person. You know, I can't go work, work a room (laughs) And um, just talk to 15 or 20 different people in an hour because I'm at a meeting somewhere and there's a hundred attorneys and I get to walk around and talk to them. It's just, you can't do that nowadays. So I'm having to do that cold calling again, talk to people on the phone. So that has been a challenge. Uh, Certainly for me, that's been a challenge, but I feel like things are starting to pick up. I think they're getting better. And and, um, so I'm excited about that. And so I like how you gave your two uh, struggles and your challenges that you face, but I also like how you interjected, how you pivot from those struggles, like one networking. And like I tell people, networking is key and you want to make their life easier. When you make their life easier, you'll see how your referrals will trickle in because then it becomes a circle and a domino effect because they'll be like, Hey, um, this is how Sherry helped me. Maybe you should call, you should call and ask where a boss to help you. Like everything was seamless. And then you also talked about, it's so much harder to have that, you know, human interaction one, because we're still in a pandemic, but now you're pivoting by doing zoom, but you could also, you know, pivot, pivot further by maybe doing like speed networking and do some networking on zoom where you're not just talking to one person, but you're talking to multiple people. And maybe you give them like maybe five to 10 minutes to Mm -hmm. introduce themselves. And then you would say, if you're interested in learning more about what I do, you could reach me at, um, at this email or call me here. And then you could see how you could scale that way. Because one thing I've learned about this pandemic is that we all have unique skill sets, but we just have to pivot. And I just want to encourage the listeners, this is your time to pivot, even though we're in a global pandemic. So many businesses have been birthed through this hardship. Yes, businesses are closing, but those creative minds are still going and they're still ticking clockwise and anti-clockwise. So where are you right now in your present and where do you want to go in the future? And what vehicles do you need to get, get there? So you don't really need to have you know, everything to check the box. You just need to have an idea and take actions today to secure a better future for tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, networking is key for any new business owner. It doesn't matter what you're doing. When I was a recruiter, I networked and that's what made me successful. Um, you know, as an office manager, you network because you, you know, you need other resources to help if you have questions or whatever. And now that I'm in, a, in this position, certainly networking is helpful because I need to not only meet potential clients, but I also need to meet potential vendors that I can refer my clients to. So, um, you know, networking is, is just huge. It's, I can't even begin to express how important that is. And I like your tip about the speed <laughs> zooming or whatever it yeah. was that you called it. I had not heard of that before. So see, <laughs> just every opportunity you have to talk to somebody, do it because you don't know what you might learn. You don't know what connection you might make. You don't know what job order you might get, you know, don't ever pass up a door that you can knock on to try to learn something. Just take every opportunity. Yes. So I love that. Listeners, make sure you're getting these nuggets. And if you need to go back and listen to this segment, go back and listen to it and grab a notepad and a pen because uh, Sherry is sharing some awesome tips. And I guess one other question for Sherry is, can you tell us like, how are some of the ways that you bring in your clients and not just bring them in, but you retain the clients because now your clients, they are, you know, a way for you to build your partnership. And then hopefully those partnerships turned into long lasting friendships. Right. Right. Well, when I have, you know, I had mentioned the one client, my first client that I um, obtained is still my client today. And the reason why that happens is one is because I'm accessible. They can call me at any time and ask me, you know, hey, Sherry, can you do this for us? Or have you done this? Or what do you advise us? You know, or how do you advise us to, you know, just whatever. I'm accessible. The other thing is, is I work so hard to provide the best customer service anybody can provide. To me, that's huge. Customer service is number one. And that means putting your customer first. That means a servant leadership type customer service, right? You know, um, you know, the customer, so many people say the customer is always right. Yeah, the customer is always (laughs) right. But when you work with law firms, sometimes you have to say, you know what, that really isn't the best. So I I work very hard to build trust. And I work very, very hard for my clients to know that when they come to me, I'm going to give them an honest opinion. But it's based on experience. Um, It's based on knowledge that I've gained. And and they know that I'm here to help them. So I think through that relationship, um, um, and, and, you know, you do develop a personal relationship with the clients as, as you get to know them. So the personal side, but also the business side, they know they can trust me. They know I'm honest. They know I'm dedicated. They know their interests are just as important to me as my own. So, you know, that's, that for me uh, is, is my focus with clients. I try so hard to, to do a good job for them. And I like how, how you uh, phrase that, Sherry, because for four key words that stood out to me, as you were saying, how you obtain your clients as well as retain them were trust, Mm -hmm. accessibility, 
customer service and not just mediocre customer service, but servant leadership, customer service. And then you also give them real truth, real facts by letting them know that you're not just going to be that yes woman who says, yep, um, yep, that's your idea. And we're going to go with it. You want to make sure that their idea is being heard, but you also want to give them your perspective based on your knowledge, your experience, and all your tenure in the business to let them know, I hear what you're saying, but I think if we did this, then your business will thrive so much better because why? You already done the research, you've been in the field, and you know what you're talking about. So I love how those four things just jumped out at me. And I really hope that it resonates with people because people do business with people they trust and like. People want people who are not just going to be that yes man, that yes woman, but they want to hear the truth because nowadays we live in a society where everyone's putting on a mask and placating stuff. Like we need to cut out the cookie cutter and the fluff. Yes. Yes. And I like how you said it's going to be business, but then as time goes on, then that personal relationship will come into play. But whenever we're doing business, we have to make sure we don't compromise and bend because Mm -hmm. if we compromise and bend and do maybe too much personal stuff versus business stuff, then they may see us as a friend and not really a business partner. And sometimes we could get ourselves into sticky situations. So we definitely have to have those boundaries. So I just love those uh, tips and suggestions that you gave. And I guess one other thing is I want you to tell the listeners how they can contact We're a Boss, where they could find you on social media, and your email address if you feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. I feel comfortable with <laughs> all of that information. Yeah. So um, you can, I am on LinkedIn, uh, Sherry Schultz Facetti, or uh, you can find my page, We're Boss, um, on LinkedIn. My email address is Sherry, S H E R R I, at W E R E B O S S dot com. And my phone number, if you want to reach me that way, is 281 245 6263. I'm working on the other social media. <laughs> I'll get there. That's part of the, you know, just finding people that I trust that can do it right for me. So, um, and, and we're working on it. I, I hope to be up, you know, Twitter and all that other, uh, all the other social media um, avenues soon. Um, but that, that's a big project, but see, that's what I'm talking about. You know, as a small business owner, I understand the difficulties of getting that stuff set up. And um, that's, that's what I want to do is I want to learn. So when I have my things, in place, then I can say, this is what I did. And it worked for me. And there you go, you know, so. And there you- <laughs> I love it. And there you have it, folks. It has been a pleasure interviewing Sherry Facetti on Texas Businesses on the Rise. Once again, I'm your host, Genesis Amars Kemp. And until we chat next time, have a marvelous day. And Sherry, please stand by. <laughs> All right, Genesis, thank you so much. You've been great. I've loved speaking with you.
Hey there, this is Tatiana. Thank you so much for listening to Texas Businesses on the Rise. If you are a successful entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit highdigital.com slash podcast dash Texas slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and include the hashtag Texas Businesses on the Rise. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, highdigital.com slash Dallas. Or follow me directly on LinkedIn and Instagram at Tatiana Chamorro. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.